Hello everyone and welcome to the Village Halls podcast sponsored by Allied Westminster, the UK's largest specialist provider of Village Hall insurance and the home of Village Guard. Village church and community halls often rely heavily on rental fees paid by those using their buildings to deliver services and activities to the community. So if for some reason those services or activities suddenly stop, halls can find themselves in a bit of a financial pickle. My guest today, Finbar Murphy, is the chair of Cookham Dean Village Hall in Berkshire, which lost its main tenant just over two years ago. Now, thankfully, they responded in quite an innovative way with an idea that's not only kept everything going for the hall, but it's also helping local residents and businesses and has even spread to another community nearby. Hi, Finbar. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Hi, Johnny. It's a pleasure. So tell me about Cookham Dean, Yeah, your involvement with the Village Hall and what exactly happened back in October 2019, which which led well to a bit of a rethink there. Uh, sure, yeah. Okay. So uh, in terms of background, the, the Village Hall or the Cookham Dean Village Hall has, has been in existence for um, over 50 years. Uh, until recently, there was a, a long-term tenant nursery childcare centre that was operational every day. But unfortunately, mm. they closed down in October 2019, which is obviously a dent in the, um, as you say, the rental revenues for the for the hall. Yeah. But also, it did give us a little bit of an opportunity in terms of, until then, the hall was unavailable on a, a daily basis every morning. Right. Um, so we were sort of um, restricting the scope of what we could maybe other services we could offer. Uh, so it was a good time to have a bit of a rethink and see what else we could do. And we, we struck upon the idea of trying a, um, <clears throat> a local market just one day a week to see how that might work as a, uh, as a, as a replacement and also as something that we thought the village w- was in need of as we'd lost our, our um, traditional uh, village shop about uh, uh, 12 years prior. So we sort of started some planning on that, and then we had the situation in um, early yeah, 2020. I'm just, just thinking, yeah, timing-wise, October 2019, all all good plans laid, and then suddenly something something else happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we had the big the big C word um, uh, in sort of I guess it was January or February of of 2020. So we decided just to put it on hold because at the time we thought you know it wasn't appropriate to to be doing something, and uh, we would just sort of wait and see how things panned out. Um, mm. But what we discovered in the next couple of months is that uh, there were quite a few local producers who were uh, living in or, or near the, the village who lost their traditional route to market. So we had a, yeah. uh, a market gardener who used to supply all the uh, local restaurants with um, fresh uh, fresh vegetables. And we had some bakers who'd been furloughed by one of the, um, by one of the local restaurants. And we decided we, we would just try the market on a sort of a small scale uh, to help a to help those those um, suppliers out, and also to sort of test test the water a little bit. So in about June of 2020, we um, we started a market on a Friday mornings in the hall, initially just with three with three uh, stalls, and we were pleasantly surprised by the number of people that uh, that came along to support it. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. some of that was because it was the middle of lockdown and there wasn't as much to do as, as they probably yeah. normally had. But I think there was, from the, from the off, there was quite a, a groundswell of people wanting to support local producers and uh, and doing things locally. 
So, so we've just really grown from that. Um, we managed to to trade all the way through both lockdowns, and um, as as the restrictions were were eventually lifted, we could increase the capacity and so forth. So, you know, we've gone from having three stalls, which was essentially bread, vegetables, and cheese, to about eighteen at this week's market. Actually, I just counted it before, wow. and um, and they're a mix, mostly mostly food, but also some. And it can be a bit seasonal, sort of local craft and, uh, and art producers uh, like to come along. Yeah, and you, you came up with an interesting name for the market as well, didn't you? Well, we did. We 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 sort of had the name Meter Market in mind, um, yeah. and the idea behind that was was more to do with food miles or food kilometres, and bringing bringing you know food or, or local produce available meters from your door. Now, <clears throat> because of COVID, it sort of got. Um, it just has been assumed that it's to do with the two meter ruling that we had for our spacing in, in, uh, right. in during lockdowns. But um, yeah, we um, we did think of it before COVID, so we're, we're yeah. like uh, try and try and get it back to what it is. I mean, you know, and, and for us, it is it is where we can about supporting local producers. I mean, of the ones we've got at the moment, I think we got twelve of them are all small single person businesses that have either started up in the last two years or are just trading, you know, um, maybe not as their full-time jobs, but just something they want to do on, on a Friday type thing. So um, we're quite pleased and, and, and we continually get new requests from people who are interested in trying a stall or um, yeah. want to know, you know, how to get started. So that's quite a, a pleasing aspect of it for us that um, it's not, you know, big businesses just pretending to be small it's genuinely people who are starting up and um and producing something themselves and then and, and then selling it no complaints from the imperialists insisting that you should call it the yard market instead <laughs> or anything like that <laughs> well we, we all have to sort of move with the time so i think we're all metric yeah. now so we'll we yeah. have to uh, yeah. stick with me it's, plus it's it, it's it rhymes better than yard market i think yeah Good, yeah, good one. It's probably best we don't even go there anyway, because it could turn into all kinds of uh, interesting debate. But <laughs> um, how how do you promote it, Finn? Because it sounds like it's 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 grown and and it's it's grown into quite a popular thing. Yeah. Uh, yes, I mean, in in terms of a market, we don't get thousands of people turning up. We get we get we get around a hundred people roughly a week would come along to the market. But I think the difference is they do come along to 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 buy and support it more than sort of going somewhere and then there's a market so you'd have a browse around and maybe buy one thing you know so yeah we we, we do try and and because it's weekly we are encouraging people to change their shopping habits to shop locally and uh, and so forth so we have some um we've done various sort of leaflet drops and banners around the village but we we we, we have quite a lot of um, social media presence and um, postings that go out and we've built, with the help of a, uh, a, a local lady, a quite a strong sort of Instagram following and so forth. So we promote it quite heavily on Facebook, Instagram. Brilliant. And um, we run our own sort of emailing and um, promotions across a customer base as well. Excellent. And, and, and with, with the success of it all, I guess you must feel a lot more confident now about the long-term viability of the hall as well, of course, which is really important. I think, for, yeah, if you put my sort of – village hall hat on um yes it's been it has been a godsend um during the lockdown period obviously we had minimum rental uh happening so that was that was good but now we can sort of see we've got a steady stream and and because of the way the market operates we've we've pretty well replaced about half of the revenue we're getting from a long-term uh five-day uh, rental yeah for, for just by just by renting the market out for one one morning 
and we still have four four mornings where we can now do other things. So we've got a couple of dance classes and some other things that just want it for an hour that we can now accommodate as well. So um, and it does look like it's going to be a, um, a, a viable solution for us moving forward. Yeah, and that way to support to the, to the community as well, especially with the small businesses that you mentioned. I, I gather you've even had a few new new businesses spring up as a result of this. Yeah, uh, yeah we've had... Um, uh, at least four people that I can think of off the top of my head who've 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 started a business or tried some business product, um, mm-hmm. you know, a granola or a, or a, um, a different style of baking through the through the market, and then they've sort of been able to tweak that. You know, and we're we're fairly supportive of of people who want to try something. So you know, we don't we we can we can help them with with various things with technologies and and then with some store space and stuff and even you know. Um, paper bags and, and, and boxes that they might need just to minimize their investment. Um, yeah. And it's quite good to see that they get started and, and now they're growing and going off to other markets and, and have some confidence that their product is good as well. So um, that's a pleasing aspect of it. Brilliant. Yeah. And as I mentioned in the intro as well, the idea has also expanded elsewhere, hasn't it, to a, to another village, which is just the other side <laughs> of Maidenhead, right? Yeah. Yeah, we are, we are trialling one in uh, Hollyport, a second village, which is, which is only literally 15 minutes away. Um, yeah. We, we, like all village hall, well, like most of the village halls, you know, we're, we're a volunteer community and, and to, to have a weekly activity that is manned by volunteers is, is quite difficult uh, or, mm. or nearly impossible. So yeah. we, we did early on, decide we would try and make this a commercial solution where um you know over time we can just say you know it's profitable enough that it, it that it's a small little part-time business for someone to run the markets on our behalf yeah. and um part of sort of having more than one market being op- operated by the same people was just to see if we get a little bit of economy of scale and um and and, and get it to a point where it's uh, it's something that can be run and by by an independent, and then the, mm-hmm. the halls essentially are just are just become landlords, um, yeah. Uh, and and that's I think the model that we, that we will you know, we need to, probably going to need to tweak it to make it work. But uh, that's part of our expansion into another village just to see how that can uh, how that can progress. Yeah, and you're extending the availability of the produce online as well, uh, and uh, so I guess the scope for things to grow even further if that <coughs> if that sort of takes off too. Yeah. Yes, we do. So, so as part of as well as being a traditional market, we also run a website for ordering and pickup, where people can order products um, uh, and just pick them up from the market, you know, at the door if you like. Or um, in some cases, some things will run out, so at least they can sort of you know have them kept to one side. Uh, But we also will do deliveries in the local area, which obviously in lockdown was quite handy for people who were isolating and so forth. And we do have some people uh, who who still use the service now just to uh, to order stuff when they maybe you know aren't capable of getting up to the market or or, or working that day so we can deliver um, to them in the local area as well excellent well I'll, I'll i'll pop a link to the to the media market say on on our website okay yeah. uh, with this with this episode it's a it's a great idea finbar and, and one i'm sure other halls across the, the country will definitely be interested in too let me ask how much of a of a challenge it's been and and also what your advice would be for anywhere else maybe looking to start their own local market in a in a similar way um i think that there is there is a lot more um work 
required to get it up and running and and to manage yeah. your sort of storeholders and and uh, and and get that momentum going then um than we thought i mean we were probably a little bit spoiled in terms of uh lockdown encourage more people to, to shop locally so it was the environment was right for starting up yeah um but to to maintain a, a rotor of of if you, if you want to have a weekly market to encourage people to change their shopping habits, then you have to have enough stallholders so you can rotate them around and keep the and keep the um, the lineup fresh, if you like. Uh, and that is a bit of a challenge, actually, just in terms of managing all of the different stallholders and making sure that uh, you keep your market uh, uh, full. Um, we, we've invested quite a bit in some techno- technology and infrastructure to make that easier for us and um you know that is certainly something that uh, makes the day-to-day running of it and the reconciliation reconciliation of all the, the the money that goes through and um and so forth much easier than um when we first started we were pretty well doing it manually and um you know uh we made some investments early on that are sort of paying off now in terms of the speed and the, and the the efficiencies that we can get from it yeah I think the thing I really like is the fact that, you know, in essence, this, this all started off with a, with a negative, you know, in terms of losing that, 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 that key tenant. But you, it, it seems to me you immediately jumped to the positive and thought, well, that frees up space and time for us to do something else rather than just thinking we're doomed. <laughs> it's all over, you know, and I think that's, that's yeah, great. I think you do, you- I, you get, I think you do, you know, as a village hall, you sort of get complacent because, you know, this, it was it was a shame to lose them because you know they'd been part of the the village you know in infrastructure for so long but um you know it uh, we probably had taken it for granted they would always be there so it was a bit of a a bit of an initial shock but yeah it has turned out to be a positive thing um and uh we sort of have to then you know make most most use of it yeah i guess you must just all feel very proud we've got the whole thing up and running especially during that time as well uh yeah and and, and and we have sort of noticed a couple of sort of ancillary benefits for the village hall or the village community. Um, we find that uh, new people who've, who've moved into the village, particularly in the last 18 months, there hasn't been as much sort of community activity or fates or things that they would go to to find out more about the village. So we find they turn up at the market um, yeah. and quite a few of the storeholders live in the village. So all of a sudden, there's a connection. They'll find someone who's at the same school as their children. You know, they can find out all the various little um, bits of bits of information about what what day's been day and so forth, and um, you know what's the best pub and and and, and uh, yeah. the, 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 those activities. And and you know, previously maybe that was a community shop or you know the the village shop would have held that role. And we're finding the market, you know, does become a little bit of a focus. Um, people take quite a long time coming through and, and chatting to all the storeholders, chatting to each other. And uh, that's sort of been an added bonus for us, I think, in terms of uh, in terms of sort of moving the village hall a little bit back to the centre of the centre of the community yeah. um, and making it sort of a you know a, a purposeful bit of bit of the uh, bit of the fabric. So we're, we're sort of pleased we've been able to do that as well. Well that, yeah that's that, that that's that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, it, Thanks for taking the time to to tell us about the the meter market, Finbar. It's it's always great to hear about you know successful local ideas, um, and in particular, thanks for sharing your story with our listening community. That's a pl- it's a pleasure. Yep. Um, can I just mention one thing? Other thing we have done there is as part of it, we we just started running at the request of one of our um, 
uh, one of our customers a, a weekly raffle for charity because particularly during lockdown, you know, there's a lot of fundraising goes on in this area for various local charities. And we yeah. found that uh, they couldn't do their bingo nights and you know suppers that they maybe would do. So we just, we've just been running a local uh, weekly weekly charity hamper raffle with all goods donated by the uh, by the storeholders, and then the the customers buy tickets in that. Uh, and that's actually turned out to be really successful. I think we've raised about nearly twelve thousand pounds in a year just by you know ha- having the footfall and having the market and then adding something on top of it. So that's been you know an extra bonus for the uh, for the local charities yeah. in our area. Yeah, so it's just a range of charities in the in the local area that they're funding. Yeah, some to, are, yeah. some are small niche ones for here. Others are, uh, you know, um, we've got some palliative care homes here, um, Sue Ryder, and um, uh, the NSPCC. You know, so it's a mix of different ones that are based around this area. And, and isn't that fantastic? You always get this, don't you, with uh, with a, a a community idea. There's just always so many things that then subsequently spin off. As, 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 you, as you've mentioned, whether it's it's people coming together more or, or like you say, new ideas, uh, raffles, <laughs> prizes, <laughs> it's just wonderful stuff. Yeah, and, and it makes it makes it, it makes it an enjoyable thing as well. I think if it's just you know um, anything to do with anything we can make that makes it more community focused, I think is an improvement, and uh, and people enjoy it. Yeah, well, brilliant. As I say, Finbar, thanks very much for for coming on and excellent, my, my pleasure, and sharing your story. Yeah. And, and that's all, folks, for, for this episode. Many, many thanks to our headline sponsor and specialist insurance provider, Allied Westminster, for making our podcast possible and whose services you can discover more about at villageguard.com and to online booking system provider, Hallmaster, who also sponsor our podcast and can be found at hallmaster.co.uk. Quick thanks also to Kate Mead's Community Buildings Advisor at Connecting Communities in Berkshire, who kindly got in touch uh, to let us know about the meter market. Thanks, Kate. Uh, keep them coming. <laughs> You've been listening to the Village Halls podcast, a unique listening community for Britain's village, church and community halls and anyone interested in the vital community services they provide. We'll be back again soon with another episode. So if you haven't already, please visit thevillagehallspodcast.com to subscribe, sign up for updates, link through to our social media pages and to find out more. Until the next time, Goodbye for now.